Did you know? Okay. That your now old theme music, that song is called, and I quote, Hard as a Rock. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. It's not going to be a white Christmas for uh, my old theme song. It's going to be, that theme song is getting a lump of coal and I feel bad about it. That theme song you just heard? No, you don't. You've hated that song for some reason, that fire song for months, if not the entirety of the show. Well, I just want you guys to know that it is with my deepest sympathies and condolences that I report to you that that is the last time you will ever hear garagebandrock.mp3 ever again. And it's had an outstanding run. The irony of it is I, I when we threw this together, I was kind of like, yeah, it sounds, sounds fine. Took you a while to find that? Okay, sounds good. Let's not waste any more time. Creed would have been much more expensive. Um, anyways, no, no need to kick the, no need to kick the theme music. Quite a eulogy down. you're giving. <laughs> it just, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be one of those you never know what you had until you lost it deals. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be yearning for the day that I pictured a guy jumping up into an F650 with obnoxious tires. <laughs> I remember in the when the theme music would come on. The fledgling days of this podcast when people would their review literally would be what is that music? What is that song? That is dope. Were they running torture camps where they <laughs> Where they would like tie people up and make you know when you want to get somebody to talk. Now I will tell you, not the green light theme music. If I do happen upon your podcast here, this yeah. one, mm -hmm. I will hit the advanced thirty seconds when the music comes on at this stage. So maybe it is time. Yeah, I think it's just time. In all seriousness, we appreciate the. Let's do it like a press conference, okay? Yeah. Listen, this is one of the hardest decisions we've had to make as a team. The player's given us a lot of contribution, some great years, uh, but this is a business. This is a production business, right? Yeah, what would you say, though? Uh, yeah, can I just ask the questions? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Sure, production business. It seems like everyone likes it. Um, why, why get rid of it now? Well, um, be, when you're... When, be true to yourself. No, I, I got a serious answer. Okay. So when you're... When you're winning, you can't get complacent. And I feel like we've been winning lately, right? We've been winning, getting some W's, good guess, that sort of thing. You're the reporter, right? But we, the organization, have been winning. You got to infuse fresh blood into the situation, or else you become complacent as an organization, and you become closed-minded. So we got to. We got. It's like spring cleaning. 
Fred Henry, uh, Times Picayune Herald. Are you saying that whatever? That's how you say that word? Picayune? I've never said it. Always been terrified to try. Yeah. You really think the majority of people just walking around out on the street know how to pronounce Picayune when they see it on a... uh, no, after what I've learned about people in the last year or so, no, I doubt it. Less gonna, than fifty percent are I'm, on Picayune. I'm going to say even co- college-educated folks. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. It's just one of those words. Whoever has to say it out loud. I am going to start a podcast called the Picayune, and, and I'm, I'm going to use and I'm going to plug the Picayune, and I'm going to use that theme music that you are discarding and. I'm going to have a great podcast that's higher rated than yours. What are you going to talk about? Well, I don't have many interests. <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. All but right. It's called yeah, the it's Picayune. Good. I think it'll be fire. Yeah, thanks. Check it out. Picayune. The Picayune. Um, so the, the new music. The new music is, as one lucky winner guessed, Merry Christmas to that lucky winner. We'll we'll make it official in a minute or two. This is Muddy Waters, and this is a song called Tomcat. We fucking, we got Muddy Waters opening the pot. Now that might not mean a lot to you, but I think that's pretty cool. Born McKinley Morganfield. Somebody got it by the name, but they were 15 minutes late. Somebody said McKinley Morganfield. Really? Yes. They even went with the government name of Muddy Waters. And I was like, I almost want to give it to you. You're 15 minutes late. Did you know the government name? I just knew it from a wiki. About- I knew his name wasn't Muddy Waters, and I've read his Wikipedia before late at night, but I did not know it by... I was expecting Buzzer to, find- to buzzer, I didn't know it. By uh, McKinley Morganfield, Morgan McKinley Field, it was something along McKinley Morganfield, I yeah. was expecting to find like a Mitchell Muddy Waters. Listen, um, m- most people probably don't think it through, but you know... It would be fucking cool if your parents named you Muddy Waters. If yes. your last name's Waters, like if your last name is Waters in the United States, get named Muddy. Correct. Arrange that. Okay? No, it's hard to arrange that, but arrange it. You have other options, but Muddy's probably at the top of the list. Maybe Rain? Rain Waters. <laughs> that would just, oh, come on, come on. What <laughs> what does Rain Waters do for a for a living? Rain Waters, musician, easy. R A I N N, huh? Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, but if your name's Rain, I think about uh, Rain I think Wilson. about Rain Wilson like all day. I can't get it out of my head. Well, get out of his shadow. You're Rain Waters. 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 Rain. Shower. Deep waters. Sink deep. Deep isn't a name. What Sh- the fuck? It's not, dude. Waters. A name can be anything you want it to be. Deep. That's like Hollywood people name their kids like Blanket, right? Yeah. Not Michael Jackson's kid? Yep. Apple. Yeah, shit like that, dude. Deep is not a name. Any word is a name, dude. In, in, Apple uh, and Blanket are at least nouns. Deep would be an adjective. What about Misty? 
I guess muddy, yeah. What about misty? Muddy. Yeah, we're literally talking about good. an adjective. Deep yeah. waters, bro. Deep, though. Do you know any other deeps? Nah. Do you know a lot of muddies? Maybe. No, 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 no. Don't, don't touch your laptop, bro. <laughs> I, famous muddies. Muddy's Bake Shop, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> point, point taken. Gosh, I feel like there's another good waters name. Ricky. Still. Still waters. You're like, that guy, that guy is cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. Guy named Still Waters. Man, when people post that on their social media, I'm like, that's so cool. If you were a little bit stiller, you wouldn't have social media. Uh. You wouldn't be saying anything. That's what I picture. If somebody likes that quote, you better be like the coolest customer in the world. No conversations initiated, not asking anybody any questions. It's just hard to live that way. Wait, is there any last name that doesn't work with Muddy? Maybe that's the question. Muddy might work across the board. Granted, Waters. Muddy Johnson. <laughs> okay, dude. You don't want to be Muddy Johnson. That's <laughs> not a good way to be. Okay, fair. That's yeah. fair. It's yeah. fair as fuck. Um, so we're talking about Muddy Waters. And Muddy Waters uh, is a blues legend uh, in, as you just probably said, Mississippi. Born in Mississippi, April 4th, 1913. So... Uh, we dropped a hint about Chicago, being a Chicago Bears fan, probably. Um, that's because he started his musical career in Chicago, like formally, when he decided, I want to be a lifetime musician. He was doing music in Mississippi, but uh, went up there and recorded songs like, I believe that's where they recorded uh, Manish Boy, which is probably the most famous Muddy Waters song out there. We had no shot at clearing that sample. Uh, that would have been a lot of money. We got this song, Tomcat. And by the way, Manish Boy also is connected to the George Thorogood um, hint that I dropped because George Thorogood adapted, I'll put it that way, adapted Manish Boy. <laughs> Bad to the bone. When I was a little white kid watching Terminator, uh, I thought, man, what a great song. Had, had no idea that there was a much better song. Uh, in existence that that song had been adapted from. Um, so yeah, I, listen, Muddy Waters is a fucking goat, dude. He is a goat. Fly on the wall. I would love to be in the studio the day they recorded Manish Boy. I'm obligated to tell you the names of Muddy's sons. What are the names of Muddy's sons? Larry Mud Morganfield. Big Bill Morganfield. These guys are so cool. And Joseph Mojo Morganfield. These guys are so cool, dude. That's awesome. Oh my God. It's a travesty if they're not cool. Can you imagine if they're not cool? Nah, I don't even want to go look at it. I don't even want to think yeah. about it. Honestly. One's a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So so the song is Tomcat, and um, it's on an album called Electric Mud, which actually didn't do very well relative to the rest of his success stories uh, and projects that took off. Like, it didn't do that great. Um, and I, I guess from what I understand, Muddy didn't love the album so much. Uh, and it was different. So I guess that makes sense. And that's why I, th I figured maybe if there was some album I could snag some Muddy off of, maybe it was Electric Mud. And 
we got lucky. So really appreciative of the family and the folks running that estate and the folks who uh, granted us permission at a cost to uh, snag this legendary 30 seconds or so of music that we are privileged to play at the beginning of our podcast now. So have you read the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Good lyrics too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah what do you think it's about? Uh, good loving. Good it's loving. About. Yeah. It's a lot of songs about just sex, dude. Yeah. Just unapologetically about sex. They just change the words. Uh, you know, in so many words, it's basically saying, let's fuck. First line. Yeah. You know, I'm a tomcat and use my kitten. <laughs> fire awesome yeah scratching at your window pane there you go uh-huh. you know the song uh-huh that's a that is a kick-ass song dude play that at high fucking volume when you're listening to the green light pod hit the porch tonight for those of you who indulge i i, I know we hit the porch get your little jay out there and blast that shit after the kids go to bed tonight Maybe a glass of whatever your fancy is as well. You'll enjoy it. I don't have a J or kids. <laughs> you got alcohol? Yeah, but really been off the sauce lately too. You I mean, pour a glass of red. Yeah, I've been off the sauce too. I feel like a teenager. Like before I started drinking as a teenager. <laughs> I feel like a preteen. <laughs> 2019 had me in the red, dude. You know? This is the healthiest year I've ever lived. Um, all right, so let's announce the winner. So Cowboy Reed, what's what's this guy's, um, what do they call it, screen name? Yeah, sure. Screen name uh, is called, um, is it a handle? handle? Yeah. yeah. Handle. Yeah, that's <laughs> Our winner's handle is buffaloco9987. Buffaloco, we have messaged you. Hit us back. <laughs> Buffaloco, please return to the A terminal to claim your tickets to Disney World. So a bot has won this uh, little. Nah, he's 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 legit. He's Bill's Mafia too. So I'm hyped about that. Four digits deep though. That's a that's a frightening number of digits on a Twitter handle. It sure is a frightening number of digits on a Twitter handle. I hadn't cons- considered that he very well might be a bot, but from our independent research. Doesn't look like a bot. If these bots are are this smart, then we have a problem. If these bots are this smart, they can go to Disney World. Yeah. They deserve it. If listen, let's send some bots to Disney World. Fuck it. If he's a bot, he's going. If they can pick out muddy waters from those hints. Exactly. Not they're, a, they're definitely influencing elections. How about I've never seen a bot? Never seen a bot, bro. Show me a picture of the bot. It's your bang right here. So, so. Where are they? It's, it's in our laptops. But there's no like station for the bot? There, there, there's like a bot farm. They're yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like a bot farm. Like, like a server. They're on, they're, they're explain it to me. Oh, I'm not so good at this. I'm not so good at like AI, but it's just algorithms and shit. The, so who, who's writing them? Governments, obviously, like Russia. Putin. Yeah is making up but putin's not trying to go to disney world so what is this so what is this bot doing i don't know bro you're an outspoken progressive this could be buffaloco 9987 could could also be vladimir putin karen usa 55555 who is just jumping in mentions getting people riled up 
So Buffalo right, right, right. is trying to win your contest to get to Disney World. There's a Russian bunker under Disney World. Something of that sort. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is not a real person, so this is not this is No, not I know, a, but they're we're not in danger, but Well, no, you might be. No, I don't think we are. Because this bot I think we're just being might go used. to Disney World. I think we're just being used get, to get to Disney World. I'm locking down all my accounts now that I know that Russia's involved in this prize, this contest. That begs another question, though. Why would Russia not just go to Disney World on their own? Why do they need us to go? This bot is going, which is a fake person, is going to fake a death Mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World, blame you, try to take you down. They're trying to take down all the vocal progressive folk out there one by one. I have heard of a lot of tragedies at places like Disney World that are inexplicable and linked to bots. If you have any sense, you can see they're linked to bots. Should we shut this shit down? Yes. Well, Buffaloco, if, <laughs> if you are amongst the living and breathing, holler back at Cowboy Reed. We need to get you to Orlando. How do we know he's not? How do we figure this out that he's not a bot? Yeah, we need some sort of proof of life. Like verification. Yeah. Describe the marine layer once you land. But then it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. You'll get a bunch of MS-DOS <laughs> chatter on, on your phone, and you'll know it's too late. The bot's inside the Magic Kingdom. Buffaloco. Burrowing down into that bunker to do God knows what for Mother Russia. What else goes down at the Walt Disney World Resort? Uh, actually, a lot goes down at the Walt Disney World Resort. I, I hope this is a real person. Let me just say this. I would love if we could send you down there right in the heat of the playoffs, bro. Right in the heat of the playoffs, you could be... I bet they have swim-up bars. I bet they have swim-up bars... You could be just like on the edge of blackout watching Josh Allen at the swim-up bar outside the Magic Kingdom. MickeyBlog.com has the eight best pool bars at Walt Disney World. Dude, there's eight to choose from. They had to rank them. Here's what I want, Buffaloco. I want you to go down there with a GoPro, watch the Bills. You've got probably got a month, a solid month of watching those guys. They might be going to the they might be going to Tampa right down the road. Watch the bills at all the swim-up bars. Rank the swim-up bars. Don't pee in any of the pools. That shit like comes back. It's our reputation, man. Hurricane Hannah's Waterside Bar and Grill is ranked number one by MickeyBlog.com. There's a real hurricane named Hannah, I'm sure, at this point. Yeah, that might be insensitive. What the fuck are they doing down there? It's the wild... Southeast, man. <laughs> they named it after a hurricane. Number two is Oasis Bar and Grill. No, no problem there. Number three is Beaches Pool Bar and Grill. Not problematic. Creative name. Four is Marty Grog's. Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Five is the Drop-Off Pool Bar. These are all fine except for Hurricane Hannah. Oh my God, that's where the bot's going. The Drop-Off? That doesn't even sound like anything about... Disney or the beach or pools. That's like code, bro. That's that's bot talk. Holy shit, dude. Zero in on that, please. Would you? 
the drop-off looks inconspicuous enough. If you are a real person, we're going to need you to report back on what the fuck's going on at the drop-off. Because that has Russia written all over it. (laughs) Counterintelligence written all over it. That's not even like the drop-off. What does that mean? I don't know. The drop-off. It's where you drop a package. It's where you drop a vial of some substance. It's like hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Where are we going to do the, what's it called? The drop. Rendezvous. At the drop-off. Yeah. It's so you don't even have to ask the question because the thing is nowadays with these bots, the way these bots hear each other and communicate, you don't even want to risk typing like into your text like the drop-off or saying over the phone, meet you at the drop-off. Like used to be okay to say shit like that, bot to bot, secret agent to secret agent. Now you can't do that. It's literally on the map. It's on the map. Hey, where, where are we meeting to exchange these, this crate of cocaine? The drop-off. Just look at the fucking map, dude. Rookie. All right, so here we go. Had a guy DM me on a side channel. Bot free. Real dude. Definitely real dude. Vetted him. Scanned him. He said he used to work at Disney World. Here's what our friend Redacted had to say about working there. He said it's as big as two Manhattans, Hmm. which is crazy to wrap your head around, is it not? It's a lot of magic. And I asked him if there was a bunch of disturbing stuff that went on there. And he started the message off saying, not as much as you'd think, and then proceeded to tell me some of the most disturbing shit I've ever heard. (laughs) The most disturbing it gets is the indoctrination, which starts right away. Every cast member, as all Disney employees are called, sits through at least 12 hours of classes that center around how important Disney World is, how great of a man Walt Disney was, etc. It's like they try to pump the magic into your brain right away. Food's actually not bad pretty much anywhere on the property. In fact, the high-end restaurants are fantastic. Hmm. I was like, wait, indoctrinate like everybody at the facility. Two Manhattans, a lot of people there. Not just the people that are in character. He said, even the mechanics. Even the mechanics. Mechanic is also a cast member, technically. Yeah, that's what they're calling everybody there. Does the mechanic have to wear a get-up? God, I hope not. Oh, God. Is this I a mistake? I imagine so. Is this a mistake? You can't have like a little kid saying, Daddy, what's that? It's a mouse it's a- fixing the side of <laughs> S- Space Mountain. Like, you can't get into your mini fridge in the in your mini bar, and the a mouse has to come up to help you. Goofy knocks on the door. That's <laughs> so fucking terrible. Can we get some towels? Yeah, Aladdin will be right up. <laughs> the hunchback of Notre Dame just fucking ambles into your hotel room, smoking a cigarette, soap. Oh, need a new room key? Go see Ursula. Um, the tunnels are a poorly kept secret. Can't talk about them to guests at all, even though the park offers tours to guests down there. <laughs> Just what? they pretty much only span the main park, uh, Magic Kingdom, and they're very utilitarian. Of course, they would be if you're moving nuclear warheads through Disney World. 
to the drop off. Exactly, dude. Hiding in plain sight. The best anecdote I've heard about him is that Redacted from Redacted TV show had a section of it smelling very much of weed. A performer with a bit of the hot leaf? The devil's lettuce about off, to about to, stage? about to bring the kids joy. That's not the that's not the biggest scandal I've I've ever heard in the last few minutes. To get stoned at Disney World in the annals of Disney World. The bowels. Her, yeah. Down in the asshole of Disney World, <laughs> they're moving nuclear weapons through it, and you're sparking up the hot leaf, getting ready to go entertain kids on Christmas. The bowels of the drop-off. Stardom isn't what you thought it would be, huh? Uh, <laughs> protocols for customers freaking out is very weird, because I asked them what happens when a customer loses it, because it sounds like they do from time to time. I would too. Sir, please calm down. Tinkerbell will be right with you. Exactly. Basically, cast members uh, can't do a damn thing. Security can only keep other guests away from them, and police aren't allowed to post up on property. They always have to come in from outside. I've heard of a cast member girl getting a pretty payday for not doing anything when a guest had his hand around her throat up against the wall. Mm. It makes no sense. It is literally the third priority of every cast member to protect the plot. No bullshit. They refer to it as good show. Good show. That makes me so uncomfortable. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -mm. What I'm saying is everybody protects the plot. The mechanic protects the plot. The plot of what? Disney, bro. Being real. But like when you walk in there, is it all like a... No, it's just characters walking around and shit. Like, if a 13-year-old asks the bellhop if Tinkerbell's real, the bellhop has to say yes. Right, it's like the uh, the gentleman outside Buckingham Palace who can't break elite concentration. Exactly. Well, but even more ridiculous because if you're... A, you know, the guy outside Buckingham Palace is kind of cool that you can stand there like that. I mean, that's what a skill. I mean, it's, it's impressive. You got to like lie to kids and adults alike uh, about the realism factor in that motherfucker, like on a daily basis and smile. And they, hey, that's not for everybody, right? <sighs> it's crazy. Do you want to get into a philosophical conversation about how all these things might indeed be real? Sure. Okay. Uh, if they make you feel a certain way, how are they not real? Well, they're real, but it's not, you know, like the plot is not real. Like you cannot prove, you can make me feel all types of way to see uh, Little Mermaid, Lightning McQueen. If Lightning McQueen rolled up, crawled up, However, they're doing Lightning McQueen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Crawling. You gotta be. Hey, man. Vroom, vroom. Only very few people have the skills it takes to be Lightning McQueen. If Lightning McQueen rolled up, right? Skirt around the corner in the lobby. <laughs> like, tried to entertain my kid. Like, Waylon would freak, right? He'd, he'd love it. Probably asked where Mater was. 
Uh, it was a tow truck. Okay. Um, but then the then he'd ask, "What is it? A real car?" And then Lightning McQueen. No, but what I'm saying is, it makes my son feel a certain way. So it's real in that sense. But there's nothing that you can do to convince me that that guy just peeled in there from Radiator Springs. So the plot is not real. The effect of the plot is real, but the plot is not real. Okay, but the movie is. The movie's real. So they're just they're they're acting out the movie. They're acting out the movie, which is real. But the like then. There's no such thing as fiction and nonfiction. Is that where you're going? I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> I feel like I have a contact high. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, damn, Joe Rogan. I mean, you you steer me in some Joe Rogan directions with this. Is Disney real? Is anything real? Well, Santa. Well, we're gonna get to that in a little bit, actually, um, in the mailbag. So stick around for that. Catch it, catch the mailbag at the drop off. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to set a tone because you're listening on Christmas and for you guys to think the rest of the pod is going to be all about Christmas and like, you know, arguing over uh, Christmas movies and that sort of thing. We got, oh my God, you did not, dude. Second year in a row, I'm presenting Chris with a present. It is apparent to me by the look on Chris's face that he does not have a present for me. Merry Christmas. <sighs> The wrapping Happy paper birthday, has Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Milk and cookies on it. You know what I almost called you today and did, honestly? I promise you I was this. It's a half full thing of Dove Men Care, which looks actually like it smells terrific. It does, and it's actually like a quarter it's, full. It's a quarter. Golly, it's dude. It's good. This is unbelievable. I've been doing this other bullshit. No, it's good. It's good. Now, wife alert. My, oh. my lovely wife, Kate, um, was going to run out and grab me some body wash of that uh, bad for you to inhale this no good what's the name of that one what's the um body wash no oh, this is uh minerals and sage this right. is fortifying shampoo and conditioner now i wanted the body wash oh i want the body wash yeah. i wanted the body wash so i've i've used the first three quarters of that on my body as body wash but i recently went out to the store got the body wash so i no longer have use of this shampoo and conditioner yeah on my person body hair or otherwise so yeah. i'm giving that to you for christmas this year it's Thanks. good i yeah. mean this is this is i'm blown away yeah i'm actually blown away uh, i'm so relieved that you got me body wash you're welcome well yeah you know like i just i really needed that mm -hmm. i didn't need anything nice that's for sure you know what i mean like expensive that's like that's like nine dollars, dude. Yeah, it's more like uh, two fifty at this point. Yeah, lightly lightly used. Might be little dust on the bottle. Don't let it fool you about what's inside. Didn't feel good coming out. Hey, you know when I when I walked in earlier, I had a nice shirt on. Right? Yeah. Yep. And you remarked about how nice the shirt was. It was a good good looking shirt. Zara. Yeah. Yeah. You asked if you had, so you're going to take my, you're going to copy the podcast, <laughs> the, the pick of you, the pecane, yeah. and, <laughs> and you're going to take the old intro music and you're going to get a Zara shirt in what size? Uh, medium slim fit. What I was going to tell you uh, is that you have spurred a new me. I don't even think you know it. I have committed myself to shaking up the wardrobe in 2021 mm. and I started early. One day, 
uh, as I almost spilled my water. Golly, it's it's hard being hydrated. Let me tell you something. A lot of people say they want to be hydrated, but a lot of people don't do the things that are necessary in order to be hydrated. Is carrying around a six-pound glass jug necessary for being hydrated? I'm a hydrated king. I don't know if you've uh, read my scre- uh, screen name lately. I, I have a little jealous of it, actually, Yeah, as someone who prides himself on hydration. Well, you should probably just be jealous of the fact that I have to piss like a racehorse right now. I do I'm too. just holding it. No, I do too. I've been three digits in ounces of hydration for uh, ever since you put that on your on your little handle. Anyway, um, anyways, my clothes. Well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to. So you've you've influenced me on the hydration train, which I've always been on, but I've I've yeah, recommended sure, myself. Yeah. And so, I've always been on the clothing train, like you sure wearing have. cool clothes. You sure have. So how? Yeah. How do, so what do I so recommend? one day you said to me something to the effect of, "Oh, I wear graphic tees every day." <laughs> and I was like, I gave it like nine months. <laughs> like I just. I just kind of looked in the mirror every day. Looked, looked in at, the mirror. Looked at what graphic you had on your tee that day. Looked in the closet. Some days I'd be like, hey, today I want to do something like a business meeting. Maybe I'll wear a regular t-shirt. <laughs> so I'd go looking for a regular t-shirt and I'd be like, golly, I don't have a lot of those, huh? All my t-shirts have pictures on them. And How you- stupid do I feel? And you hear my voice in your head. And I heard your stupid voice. The dulcet tones. The dulcet tones. And I just started 3 a.m. stoned J. Crew pillaging, bro. And then I was pillaging James Purse. Stuff is expensive on there. I was pillaging Patagonia. I was getting shirts with buttons on them. Mm. Yeah, dude. Henley's. Wow, Henley. Yeah. Cotton blends. Wow, Henley. Yeah. Henley's button downs, um, the whole nine yards. Got them. So 2021, and I this week, this is the first graphic tee I had on all week. I was going to say, did you well, notice? Yeah, did you know that you have some Nike team-issued gear on your person? Bro, you think you can... You think you vary that a lot? Nike team-issued gear is the second best part of my life like no exaggeration (laughs) you got it going on dude one hey you want to live like somebody your family your favorite podcast you want to you want to live the life of a two faith where's faith oh hold on a second let's do it hold on a second let's do this you said you said what now nike team issue gear is the second favorite thing in your life. Yeah. Where does faith rank, Macon? Um, faith. Love faith. Faith faith comes in at six. Right behind family. Nike team issued gear. Friends. Uh, oh, my God. oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, oh, my God. Sorry, like my like Earth? probably been like this the whole time. Mother Earth? Yeah. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, and um, uh, espresso, and then faith. Do you realize that you just and then water? You just totally box yourself in a corner, okay? Like uh, career-wise, the rest of your life, you can never be a college football coach. Right, right. 
That's faith, family, football, family, fo- football, family, faith. You can pick your order, but it's those, those are the top. And a three. lot of times it's the three F's. Right. Right. Um, Will before skill or earn not given. Nike team issued gear before our Lord and Savior. Well, I I That's, use faith hey, broadly, hey, Chris. Hey, listen. Who's to say our Lord and Savior is not part of my family, brother? Family? <laughs> Did you just on Christmas try to like get adopted by God? So God that's JC's dad. I understand that. I well, understand. I know. You're going to get all biblical, yes, but I understand you're going to try to flail around and make some really confident looking, straight faced connection to how you're, you're in, you're in the, the Christmas picture with, with the GOD, bro. You're going to be a college football coach and on the wall is going to go, <laughs> Zoe Rabbit. <laughs> Button down shirts, my lovely wife, Nike team issued gear, Faith. Bro, button down shirts is out of the equation. I don't like them any more than you do. I just wear them so as not to look like- sling real estate. Of failure. What's the worst real estate get up out there? Like if you, like you know how I'll see a guy run through the tunnel and I'm like, this guy, look at this guy. He, he, I know he can't play. Look at, he's got this number on or this item, this wristband. It's when you're wearing the logo of the brokerage on your person somewhere. It's like, all right, pal. <laughs> like big R realtor hat. Like, golly day, man. Not, not, not moving a lot of units. What if somebody just, what if somebody just ran up to redacted real estate firm headquarters and started dancing on your logo oh. in a fucking, in a, oh my God, in like a redacted button down t-shirt, the logo right there above the, the shirt pocket tucked into a pair of jeans. We would, uh, we'd never forget it. That's for damn sure. He can apologize as much as he wants. We're not going to forget it. You think one of the veterans at his uh, at his real estate firm might pull him aside next to the parcel that they met at to exchange the hide key <laughs> and say, "Hey, man, saw what you did. You need to put the firm first. You think they would do that?" Yeah, dude, because next thing you know, you're in a multiple bid situation. And yeah. guess who we're picking? Not homeboy who came in and danced on our logo. Damn, bro. Yeah. Respect before. I'll work on that one. Respect before collect. That's not bad at all. I like that a lot. Had no idea I was going to get that. That's like, really good. Just, it just came out, dude. Yeah fancy the houses my club won the championship on monday night congratulations man i hadn't texted you yet well i did text you but it did the thing where it it looks like it sent through right i went back no no 
It is a thing. When your texts are green. I'll say delivered. No, d- down the hill, the service isn't great. I know the service isn't great down the hill. So I kind of live like over the hill. And Bermuda. up, right. right. So it's just on that side of the hill and up another ravine, your house doesn't get as good service. Well, that's actually accurate. Yeah. So listen, I went to send the, hey, congratulations. Uh, we got a lot of respect for you. That whole text on a Monday night after you won. And uh, I put my phone away. Three days later, I realized, oh, there was a red exclamation mark right to the right of that mm. sucker. Shoot. You want to show me that after the, after the pod? Just Forgot to confirm. Forgot my passcode. Damn. Do you know how hard it is to win one of these things? It would have been nice to hear from you. All right, it's mailbag time. The 2021 basketball season is here. The teams around the league took the offseason to retool and revamp and are ready to hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on all the action now. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. That's right. That's code GREENLIGHT for new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Somebody asks, pooping alone at home, door ajar or closed? I mean, I used to be somebody that was a big ajar guy. Um, easier to hear what's going on around the house, domicile, you know what I mean? Um, and felt kind of empowering, especially as a, like a married man with kids. You know, just open the exterior door too. Open the exterior door, open the interior doors. It's actually good for the circulation. circulation of fecal matter yeah well i was gonna get there and you know this i read a little bit of literature uh circa 2018 but just that feeling and i'll get to that that literature in a moment yeah we got all the time in the world that that feeling of just the drop-off going down with nobody in the in the crib is amazing. I told you I don't like to be in a public bathroom and see the other person's shoes down there. That's who does. Well, I think some people, judging by the the velocity with which they are uh, making poop, oh, have no shame that they don't care. That is wild. I, I'm with you there. <laughs> Can't imagine <laughs> if I was a fucking who was the guy in America's Most Wanted. The guy with the gray hair, they used to be like, call this number if you know the guy that did that. Oh, right. That guy, yeah. That guy. If I was that guy, I'd just camp out in shitters all across shopping malls. And whoever just the most shamelessly goes through with the drop-off, that's my suspect. He's at least on the watch list. There has to be some watch list. It's like serial killer stuff. I've been in press boxes where there are coaches who are in the booth yeah. they're upstairs yeah who need to get back into the booth as soon as possible there's a real time crunch 
and they're in there, and it they're sounds calling like, co- cover zero. It sounds like they are ripping up cardboard. I don't even think that's a thing. That's <laughs> not a thing. Not a thing no, it's not a thing. No, it sounds like they are scrunching up wrapping paper. It sounds like they are blowing a party ribbon inside of a glass jar. Yes. Here's what it sounds like. Ah, pandemic. I, I can't. It would take too much. It sounds like you're trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, well, that's you know, well done. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. God, judging by your face, you were like, where the fuck are you going with that? Yeah. That's what it sounds like with some of these people at shopping malls. And- <laughs> I'm like, man, we're at Red Lobster. You just ruined the biscuits. I literally just came here for the biscuits. Table for one. Would you like some biscuits? <laughs> yeah, let me let me use the restroom. And I'm not even trying to do a duke because that's not in the arsenal in public places that we've gone through this. I'm at the urinal. I hear that. I'm disturbed. I don't care how good the biscuits are. I'm going to ghost that table for one. I'm gone, dude. I'm gone. How many people out there of the listeners have walked into a bathroom that a famous person was walking out of and just got done making poop? Tell us. How many? That's got to be some embarrassing shit when you're really famous and you just get done pooping and you walk out and you make eye contact with a person. It's embarrassing as a regular person, right? Yeah. I was I was going one at uh after one of your Super Bowls. Yeah. And a famous person walked in and thought he was alone in the bathroom. I almost said he or she, but it was a men's bathroom I was peeing in. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay, Disney World guy. And a famous person walks in and rips a fart. As just as he he's going in to go one two and rips a fart as he walks into the to the restroom no. and sees that there's another person and just completely just was was Joe cool about it and, and you told said, me this story and said hey you told yeah, me this story yeah he walks in goes <laughs> looks up sees me and goes hey we're gonna redact the name tell me the name. Hey, hey, and then we had a conversation at two at urinals, one in between us, but the fart wasn't mentioned, but he, he owned it. It was beautiful. Wasn't mentioned. And yet he was not embarrassed by it. The thing that you, that you, and I, and I just thought about this, wouldn't say I'm famous. I'm a public figure. Mm-hmm. Got a blue check next to my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Say I do some business, which is not going to smell that bad because I eat such a, a plant rich diet. A lot of fiber things aren't sitting down there for days like some of these other types you might walk past in the 7-eleven bathroom i make eye contact with somebody i actually gotta kind of be concerned about it what's it like and things are going to change for you soon i mean but what's burgeoning podcaster mm-hmm. the pick a what are you gonna do when you Get the eye contact after you drop the a steam and deuce. I don't use I don't I don't do that. I don't use public restrooms for that. 
that makes sense actually i can't believe we haven't discussed this before but yeah door ajar at home right door closed for me for sure no before i read the article okay so we're gonna get here the article was that i don't care how far your toothbrush is Mm. you you could have a hallway for a bathroom is the way they made it sound you take a deuce you go to flush it poop particles around the corner to the left down the hallway corridor it could be a corridor toothbrush getting assaulted it's like d-day it's like the walking dead of poop just converging on that toothbrush so the the lesson was and this is why i now close the door to your point um if you're listening your toothbrush is in peril and your tip was on top of closing the door to your if you have a door inside your bathroom that separates the the jaunt right regardless just close the lid before you flush exactly which is a total game changer right total game changer yeah close the fucking door then take a wipe okay to the inside of your lid the lid okay you know once a month or so yeah yeah you know it's okay if i make eye contact with somebody and they're like yo chris long i just walked out of red lobster and he blew that thing up boss man <laughs> hey boss <laughs> hey, were boss you just man, in there <laughs> that's something else man <laughs> somebody just striking up a conversation you just shit hey boss man hey man and then like you just shouldn't there and just like put like handshake and all that stuff pre-pandemic people would try to dap you up in a bathroom yeah you know yeah. what i mean like hey remember that play against wake forest That's i'm bad. like sure do trying to urinate um you know like i actually have to worry about it but not that much because my brand can accommodate a, a one-off story of me blowing up a bathroom like if you're I don't know, uh, Mario Lopez hmm. or, you know, like some news anchor, some female news anchor, like it's just, it's not good for the brand. Like their brand's a little bit more buttoned up. The, the reality that they take deuces in public places is, is a lot for, I think, their brand to absorb. Just a podcaster. Someone asks, recast a decent movie to make it legendary, which is more of a a declarative statement. Uh, it's more of a what's it called when you when you make a command? Yeah, it's, it's a, a directive. Dec- yeah, it's a directive here by someone. Well, um, here's what I did, Bruss. Yeah, go ahead. I took a legendary movie and made it better. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. When Harry met Sally. Okay. Thanks, Billy Crystal. Good effort. Yeah. Enjoy the film. But I'm taking him out for Steve Martin. Same age group. Steve's three uh, years older. And that's a better movie with Steve Martin. Can I tell you something that's going to be an issue? I haven't seen the movie. Wow. Yeah. How the turntables, huh? Boy. How the turntables. You haven't seen the film, eh? No. Oh, man. You must suck as a person. (laughs) You haven't seen a movie. What an idiot. Boy. Believe it or not. What a dumbass. Believe it or not. I'm only a weight class above you. 
I would say maybe two two weight classes above you. I'm no like I there is an alarming amount of movies I haven't seen, actually, I mean to say. But you just make me actually feel like a like a cenophile. A cenophile. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So when Harry Met Sally is a film that most everyone has seen. Reed, you seen that film? No. Holy shit. Oh. Hey, Johnny Blaze. Yo. Have you seen that film? Of course. Everyone except you two haven't. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, a bunch of people right now looking into their iPod classics saying, nah, we haven't seen it either, Johnny Blaze. Y'all are, y'all have lost your minds. When Harry met Sally, I'm switching out Billy Crystal for Steve Martin. Okay. And we can move on. This is one that was for me. This is uh, from Kay Riley. How are you able to handle being empathetic uh, versus channeling the killer mindset? Um, it's actually easy because I don't hate many people. You know what I mean? But I am incredibly uh, competitive. So, you know, like I want to win and I want to I wanna perform well. And that was always easy for me. You're asking me as a football player, how do you, how do you, how are you empathetic and kind off the field, and how are you mean on the field? I, I think it's easier than you think because we're not all inherently like just psycho or crazy people. Like I am crazy, but not in that way. Um, also, I think sometimes we overassume how aggressive football players are by personality, and then we underestimate how somebody like me who's thought of as this great person can also be a dickhead. You know what I mean? So you're assuming that like, and I appreciate that, you're assuming that like, this guy, great charity work. You know, like, seems empathetic and kind on the pod. Well, I don't come on here and volunteer my mistakes. You know, I mean, I do, but you don't, what I'm saying is you don't see my worst moments of me being kind of a dick. So I think like, I think honestly, it's not that fucking hard. And you used to, not like Michael Jordan-like, on the last dance, but I used to think of ways and to even say Michael Jordan, like it's, it's so cringy, but not like the, the character that Michael Jordan created for himself, but similar in that you just take, you search for slights. I really think the difference between Michael Jordan and most people is he made it up and he really believed it. And I took that personally. You know what I mean? Like, I would make shit up for the week and then by Monday morning I was like that was a crazy thing that you wrapped your head up in a ball about. I remember when you were at Virginia you frequented the message boards. Yeah, I used to look at the message boards, print them out, put them in my locker. Yeah. I mean like toxic but fucking motivation. I'm being dramatic, but that's the point like you figure shit out to be slights. And I don't care if I'm if I'm in my head playing against a coach on my own team. I don't care if I'm playing against a, an opponent in my head or something that a fan on another team said on the sideline. But I need to work myself into a rage because I am not an angry person off the field. And you can attest to that. Can. I find it difficult to get. I'm way more apt to get annoyed as fuck or like inconvenienced or frustrated than just angry at somebody. I reserve anger for like danger. And when you're on a football field, it is essentially a dangerous situation. And I had to work myself up to get there. 
just a little bit of it just came out in me a little bit. Yeah. Sheesh. About the fucking Zdeno Chara, your laptop. You didn't have anything on it. Uh, well, I, I have like literally the same things. I have an email printed out in my office yeah. from an agent who wrote an email to clients, not meant for me. The clients got it to me mm. saying how they shouldn't work with me because I don't have enough experience. That's a motherfucking driver, Chris. That's why I wake up every morning. So the question, I, that's why I cruise. I don't think the question. MLS. No, I agree. That's not, that's not the, I, I mean, I have an easy answer for that. Alrighty, multiple bids come in. You're representing the seller. Yeah. There's going to be a losing buyer. You got to be empathetic. You got to be kind. Right. Somebody's trying to make the biggest investment of their lives on the house of their dreams, and they're going to lose out because they're only putting 10% down. Yeah. Other homeboys got 20% down and a quicker close. Yeah. Okay. Killer mindset. We're going with the best offer no matter what. And oh, by the way, on the other side, I'm very sorry. Best of luck to you. Killer mindset. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Empathy. Yes. Take away the problem. Take away future problems. That's right. You're wise, bro. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Um, this is a disclaimer. There is a Christmas spoiler in five, four, kids, three, turn two, it off. One, Santa isn't real. Oh. And the question was Isn't he real if he makes you feel a certain way? Like Disney. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but I think the question was more like centered around like, is Santa an actual living being that you can that can get down your chimney and get to everybody's chimney around the world in one night. I can't and say differentiate for between the Christian houses and the houses that don't subscribe to the Christian faith and and don't believe in Santa. Well, They're the children. naughty and the nice. Well, there's the there's that whole thing. Is he a benevolent Santa where like maybe he might buck the system every once in a while and just deliver the toys anyways because he sees the kid and he's like, I see your potential and I feel like your parents are beating you down a little bit right now. Or is he a Tim Allen Santa and he's just trying to make America great again for a select few? So how and when did you find out Santa wasn't real and will make and ruin Santa for his kids? I found out Santa wasn't real because I was really analytical. Like I, I really, really was. I really used to add things up uh, and I think one day I went to school and they did something to effective teach me how many people there were around the world. Hmm. And to my point earlier, it was you just started kind of doing the math. Freaking wunderkind over here. Well, I mean, consider all the, the houses in the neighborhood alone. And I'm not saying I was like, you know, I was 15 when I had this realization. <laughs> He just spit. Did I? No, I don't know how old I was, but honestly, you start walking around and you look at the fucking, you look at the chimneys and you're like, that chimney's barely, you know, the chimneys with something on top of it and there's like a. It's called a chimney cap. Yeah, chimney cap. This fucking chimney caps. What does he do about those? Seriously. And what does he do about. No chimneys. What does he do about going down the wrong chimney and they don't celebrate Christmas in there? Wrong house. Sorry. You can use the door. You know what I mean? Like, where do you keep the presents on the sleigh? The, the signs are all there. They're all there. They're right in front of my face. Why is there, um, 
Why does Santa have the same handwriting my parents have? Why is there wrapping paper that, that Santa's wrapping paper in the kitchen? Oh, that's a good question. Did Santa trash can Santa did Santa wrap gifts to you? I think he did. Yeah, he used a special Santa. I feel like when I was a youngster, yeah, presents were wrapped from family. Yeah, but Santa's presents were unwrapped, like at the chimney, maybe. I don't know if I have this memory completely right. It might have just been a bike that was unwrapped from Listen, Santa. Listen, I think my parents bike. went. My parents went really co- uh, like like covert. They they um they had a different wrapping paper for Santa, right? Yeah. That little extra step of like you know safeguarding so that the cover wasn't blown. But you know, like maybe you'd find some wrapping paper in the kitchen in the uh, in the trash can. I'm pretty sure. I'm imagining that, but I feel like I did at some point. The the signs are all there. The signs are all there. Macon, are you gonna are you gonna what well, judging by your reaction there, you're probably gonna protect uh you know, your future kids from Right, I don't have any children, so the truth. In backslash A would I ruin it for of course not. No. Here's a good one. What is the one thing that makes you and Macon feel the most uncomfortable? Well, we I I compiled a list of a few. Okay. I did you? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want to hear yours. I'm actually excited about yours. I'm not that excited to say mine. The cheek kiss. Once you get to a certain age, I, I don't know. Once you're an adult and it feels like um there's an older woman. Yeah. The the greeting is the cheek kiss. Oh, the cheek kiss is dead, bro. <sighs> well, yes, thank God it is. Hallelujah, now. huh? Yeah, because I could not get it down. What I would do is is you 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 hug the person, and then I would just go like by the side of their face and make the kiss sound. Yeah, Mwah. It's like saying thank you to a pedestrian out loud that in all the windows or or you know you're welcome or thank you in a car. Like thank you, right. thank you that right. you don't need to make the noise. Like a formal cocktail party, like and you see the person come from a mile away, it would make me so uncomfortable. Oh. Where are you going to fucking Victorian era cocktail parties getting kissed on the cheek? Yeah, dude. Nobody's kissing me on the cheek, bro. I'm just, you just look at me. Do you think I'm like a kiss on the cheek guy? I like, I can even see in my head pictures that, that you've, you've cheek kissed older women. Listen, an older woman. Sure. An older, an older woman who that's that, that, those were the customs of her era, (laughs) you know, and I'm fine with that. And especially listen, You're, you're fine with that. I'm fine with it for like an old woman because that's like, but anybody who's young enough to know better, like let's not. That's a thing going on in social circles, bro. I'm just not a cheek kisser. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're in an argument of any sort. And anybody who's listening that I might have kissed on the cheek in some, at some Victorian era party that I didn't know I was at, I apologize. I'm not saying like I remember the situation in horror, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you. It's just not a. It's not for me either. Golly, make one for one. You wanna. You wanna go, or you want me to? People being rude to servers mm. makes my skin crawl. Yeah, makes my skin crawl. It makes my skin crawl when you're at the other table and you're being rude to a server. But if you're at my table and you're being rude to a server, I want to punt you through the wall. Rightfully so. I, and like. The no eye contact, you know, the 
I'll have this, you know, like, and just kind of like slide the menu, the menu slide. When I was a kid one time, I didn't know any better. I was a gas station. I slid a dollar bill across to buy something. And uh, the guy behind the counter, I'll never forget this. And this is the value of shooting a kid straight was like, you never slide money at people. And I was like kind of taken aback, but I was like, I'll never forget that. I like that. You know, except you know what at, I mean? Except when you're at the casino, I think you have to. Slide. Yeah, at the casino, but not at like a fucking store or something. You don't like, just don't slide things at people. Just hand them the thing. You know what I mean? And and if you're at a, say please and thank you, obviously, but make eye contact. And I don't know, like, I, ugh, it just drives me nuts. I also had human interaction, public restrooms. Wait, mine might have been there too but we got there already pandemics and uh -huh. podcasting podcasting yeah especially after dark um <laughs> so I, I used to hate it when people snuck pictures mm. yeah mm -hmm. that's one way nobody would sneak a picture of me now like nobody sneaks a picture of a wash podcaster it's way cooler to sneak a picture of like a fucking real live nfl player and i didn't realize that while i was a player how fucking cool i must have been holy shit i must have been cool don't fuck around and find out you're cool. What's worse, the the sneak picture or the making you get up because you're not going to say no. Oh, making you get up to take the picture, which oh. is going to take twenty seconds out of your evening, dude. And this entire conversation is is prefaced with a I am so blessed to be somebody when I was of course as a player that somebody would even care to take a picture with me. I don't take that lightly, but there are common decencies with, hey, listen, if I'm eating with my family, like don't walk up and, and ask me, would it be okay? Because you know what I'm also bad at is saying no. You know, because, you know, of what I just prefaced the entire conversation with. But eventually I got old enough that every once in a while I'm gonna say no. You know what I mean? And you just might be the unlucky customer. It might not even be your fault. But like a sneak flash at a bar, I'll lose my shit over that. You've actually seen me be upset oh, yeah. about that. Yes, yes I have. I I was on the other side of that one time, uh, got bad advice from my dad, and we went and uh, we, we had an opportunity, we pursued it, shouldn't have, bothered the lovely George Went, mm. also known as Norm from Cheers, mm. at a restaurant called Rules in London, <laughs> While, while he was dining with his freaking family. No, you did not. Yes. And I was like, I don't know, 10? But it was like icy. I think I got a, I got a, I got a signature. I don't know what we were asking for. I don't blame him. I would have flipped no the kidding. table over on you and beat the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, it was called Rules in London. Yeah, so my Just bad on that one, George. How old were you? Like 10. It, it was, <laughs> I totally blame my dad. No, uh, my dad like walked me up. We, had, we watched every episode of Cheers. Yeah. And then it was like, I don't remember it plainly, but Norm was clearly like, uh, fuck off, <laughs> politely. Do you think he feels weird, like riding in his car, listening to this podcast right now? Hey, like, the turntables once more. I know, turn, the turntables keep turning. Collared shirts, <sighs> not button downs as we talked about earlier, collared shirts. I don't do them. 
Well, you do when you have to. No, you're talking. I'm talking about polo. Oh, right. You don't. Yeah, I can't picture that. I don't wear polos. I wore polos in 2008. I quit polos. Cold turkey is one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire life. Assault. Terrible, terrible shirt. Terrible shirt. Reserve that for. I don't know who's wearing them. Actually, I am. I wear them every day. Yeah, but you wear button downs a lot, dude. I yeah. just I picture you in a button now before I picture you in a polo, but I'm not thinking warm weather. So let's see. When I close my eyes and my head pictures, I see you in a graphic T-shirt. Fuck you. Uh, watching sex scenes in movies with people around that you are not having sex. With. <laughs> that was the right end of that sentence. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's a really uncomfortable situation. Um, and watching a video that somebody is showing you is up there and i've done that to you in the past three weeks i'm sorry but you have to admit i showed you a video recently it was the nicholas cage meltdown compilation you can find it on youtube it's called nicholas cage losing his shit stop the podcast take three minutes it'll be a lot easier because i won't be hovering over you but that makes me uncomfortable doing it like when somebody's like we show me i'm like yeah okay okay Right, but it's worse for the me person. It is worse for the you person. Yeah. But it also sucks to show the video. Like when you're kind of backed into a corner and you're like, I guess there's no end to this discussion other than to, I'll show you, I'll prove it's good. Right. I hate that feeling. Um, when people ask me what, what my schedule is for the day without any pretext, that drives mm. me crazy. How about tell me what you need first? Right. Is that everything? No, I got one more question for you. Did you know okay. that your now old theme music, that song is called, and I quote, Hard as a Rock. <laughs> the artist is uncertain, according to Cowboy Reed. Artist uncertain. Uncertain is a cool band name, huh? Yeah. Hard as a rock. That uh, that makes sense to uh, wrap up the uncut Christmas version <laughs> of uh, Greenlight Pod. And man, have I told you? I hope you have a Merry Christmas. No. No. Well, we got two days left at the time of recording, so I'd yeah. be early. Yeah. I got you a gift. You're going to feel really bad because I got you a gift too. You serious? Yeah. But it's not a quarter of a bottle of shampoo. It's on the way to your house right now. You serious? Yes. And that's why I freaked out because I was like, it's on the way to his house and I'm getting it in person when it's nice and wrapped. I thought with COVID, it would be irresponsible to do what you did today and hand me a present that I then unwrapped. That I've used in my shower. Yep, and then I touched my face and all types of things. So It's in the mail or like? Yeah, it's in the mail. So I, I did a hands-free gifting. And wow. Yeah, so next Christmas, if there's another pandemic, maybe try to do what I did. When, when is it arriving? Should be there uh, either tomorrow morning or the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas? Yeah, it's going to be a little late, but I thought it'd be better than risking one of my best friend's uh, health and safety. Well, no, I'd rather everything be there on Christmas. Really? Yeah, all my presents. (laughs) 
The day after Christmas. Amazon. Fucking Jeff Bezos is doing it as quick as he can. Okay. It's an Amazon gift. Dude, there's some nice stuff on Amazon, bro. Thought it might be like something personal. It is personal. Oh, cool. It's it's to address one of your personal needs. Oh, tight. Okay. Yeah. Nothing like what a shampoo you've used on your on oh, my person yeah <laughs> no okay no i wouldn't give somebody used shampoo in a uh, pandemic yeah to be fair i use it as body wash as we've as we've covered <laughs> which, which just makes it so much better yeah so i guess merry christmas is what i'm saying too yeah oh, you're not saying it yet i'll say it now merry christmas okay i don't really do early christmases right today as they're listening there's one when can you stop? We ask this every year of each other. When do you, when is it okay to stop saying Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? Uh, December 26th. I think the better is Merry Christmas, right? The, the better question is Happy New Year, which people get very liberal with into like late January. Yeah. The worst offenders. Yeah. Not into that either. Nah. I'll give you a week. Also, uh, it's just a day on a calendar we made up. Fuck you. I love the new year. Sorry. That was I can't so tell by the two and a half weeks after it, somebody just wishing you well in 2021 and you have a conniption. I just, I like, um, I like it. But I do want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas out there. Um, you guys are awesome. And I, I want to close by saying thank you for helping make Giovanni's Christmas a little bit better. Hell of a co-host there. Awesome. Awesome pod. You feel that seat? Yeah, it's hot. Burning a hole in those pants, man. Bur- yep. Burning a hole in those corduroys. Hey. hey. High water corduroys. Hey. hey. They're riding up. They fit, all right? Giovanni, anytime you like, my friend. The we should all three do a pod sometime soon, you know? We'd, yeah, be, a gra- we'd be a great little we team. Would, or yeah. just you two. Yeah. I thought it was terrific. I'll yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so thank you. So thank you for everybody that... Uh, that donated to the GoFundMe. There's still time to do it. I think we've probably already hit the match. You know, I said we'd match up to 5K uh, for a week, and you guys w- within a day have knocked it out of the park. So that should almost put us, uh, you know, at the goal that you know Lisa Ertz had set out to achieve uh, when she launched the GoFundMe. Amazing guys, you guys are awesome. Whether you're from Philly or you're from somewhere else and you and you pitched in, that's great, man. We take a lot of things for granted. Um, that kid doesn't. He is he is a tough dude, and I love his uh, his spirit. So, um, yeah, anyways, great podcaster. Thank you for that, and a very Merry Christmas to you guys, uh, and a happy holiday to anybody who doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, John O'Leary. Merry Christmas, Reed Dickerson. Merry Christmas, Brian Nelson. Merry Christmas, Mike Gilger. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Megan. Thanks, John. <laughs>